Hey Sid. Hey Brian. It's springtime officially. It is. I'm excited. Let's hope this means that we're never going to get another snowflake. Until we are excited about it again toward the end of the year when Come we're at like magical November. holiday time. <laughs> I, it's so funny to me the change that happens in people's like overall mood from holidays holidays and winter weather to post-holidays winter weather people are just mean and upset and I don't blame them but it's just so funny to me so yeah I'm ready I'm I'm here for spring and I'm good at putting winter away for the next what like nine months (laughs) yeah something like that something like that let's just hold off for now you don't have to winter doesn't have to come back till January of next year let's just do that yeah let's go let's go for that yeah opportunity I'm good with that cool yeah uh, so in terms of uh, fun updates that I've got going on. So many fun updates. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am, I did a little trial and error in the kitchen. Some people may have seen this. I hear this is what comes with being in the kitchen often. You start to like try your hand at some things. This is why I won't be that person. <laughs> You're like, ooh, new fun, exciting. Like sometimes it's a total win. This was an interesting discovery. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, I had some dried beans that I got from my Good Food Collective share, which Mm. shout out to them. They're amazing. Um, But I've never cooked with dried beans before. So you got to soak them. That's what they say. Soften them up and then cook them for a really long time so that they like become tender. They're cheaper apparently and like... Than like a canned version. Yeah, some people appreciate it because of the texture like the texture's better than canned beans. Hmm. Convenience-wise, I'm a tried-and-true canned bean advocate for the rest of forever <laughs> because I accidentally made, like, six quarts of beans. I was going to say, your Dutch oven was, like, fall. To the brim. Oh, Dan was so like, scared. oh, my gosh, you're making chili. And I was like, no. <laughs> These are just beans. This was supposed to be for your burrito bowl meal prep. <laughs> And now I don't know what to do. <laughs> so the actual recipe turned out pretty good. I um, I did chicken stock, chilies, diced chilies, um, cumin, tomato paste, some of the pork fat from Ooh. the drippings from our, the carnitas that I made, wow. um, which turned out quite delicious. And so the beans are good, but I'm like, there's so many of them that You're it's like, out. I as the chef watching it, the process. I was literally laughing to myself in the kitchen as it was happening. <laughs> so just a reminder, hold if you have two and a half pounds of dried beans. You made them all? Don't I'm wondering though Do like half half of that. Did they look big when you poured them in? So or I did put they like them, triple in size? They literally tripled in size. So like it's not so when you put so them you soak in, them and they I, absorb. I'm honestly picturing them like multiplying. They don't multiply. <laughs> That's not they what just happens. they absorb the water so that they go from being like like hard like coffee bean hard. So it's like when you're popping popcorn and yeah, you're like, and it, like kernels are cute and small and it doesn't ever look like that many and then all of a sudden I have my like giant popcorn bowl that's exactly. a necessary piece of the equation. Yeah. Okay, I get it. So I would recommend for anyone winging it like me in the future to consider maybe consulting portion. Hmm. I did that was the one piece. I was just like, "Oh, look at all these dry beans. I'm going to dump them in this thing and soak them with some salt water." 
and I opened up the container and it was like like to the brim full and I was like could you at that point have halved them or did you have to do the rest of the recipe after you soaked them I don't know hmm Hmm. I probably Questions to consider. Yeah, I think you can freeze soaked beans. Okay. So I yeah, probably you wouldn't want to waste them. Yeah. I just once I actually put them in the pot to cook too, then they expanded even more. Wow. Yeah. That's terrifying. So. It's like the what's that scary balloon person? Is it like the Pillsbury Doughboy or something? I don't know, but muffle, I, it makes me think man. of <laughs> it makes me think of um the Paddington Bear episode that we watched when we were kids that we loved where he was cooking um dough or something and it just like kept expanding and hmm. he was like hiding it in like his hat and under things oh i don't remember that oh, that's I, great. my childhood was different <laughs> the what it reminds me of in that same sense is i was cooking a mug cake and i think oh. i added something that either in excess or i wasn't supposed to add it at all and it literally kept like ballooning up over the mug and thankfully, like it, like I would turn it off, and then it would pop back down. And then I'd be like, maybe I can get a few more seconds in. It was not a fun game to play with myself, <laughs> but that's what I'm picturing. But you know, this is how you learn. You try something, you have some takeaways, and then we're moving forward with great, great lessons learned. There but you go. Dried beans are hard, and so I recommend doing more reading about it. I'll link to some info that I found after the fact that was helpful. See? There you go. Live and learn. Live and learn. What's what's happening on your side? I have known this for some time, but I feel like I really felt it over the last couple weeks that emotional work is very difficult. It's different than, like, pushing yourself too far in a workout. It's different than, like, going the extra literal mile on something. It's just, it. I feel like because it creeps up on you, because you're like, I got this. I'm handling this. Compartmentalize. Put it in a place. Handle, handle, handle. And then all of a sudden, it just, like, gets to be too much at a point. And I'm starting to understand, like, what that looks like for me. But then also, like, how to work through all of that. Like, understanding that just because you need a break doesn't make it go away. And understanding, like, okay, how do I manage the emotions that I'm feeling and manage, like... And I feel like that probably lives in the stress world as Mm -hmm. well, to a certain degree. Um, But, like, firstly, letting yourself feel what it is. But then also taking the time to, like, do the work to understand how you got to that point. Yeah. I feel like it's the process of you rebuilding yourself from the inside out. Yes. And that's why it's so hard. Yeah. And like you really are exhausted by it. Like I remember one night like when I was in the midst of it and I got home from a really long day and I was just totally spent. And I'm not like very chatty all the time after a long day, but I was like drained, could not muster like anything extra. Um, and thankfully I've learned how to like communicate that to a certain degree, um, which is good and I think is helpful, but like nonetheless was feeling it. So learning to understand, okay, like what does this feel like for me and how do I work through it and how do I like walk away for a few minutes to like feel a little bit better. So it's, you know, like with everything work in progress, but it is good to acknowledge it every once in a while that emotional work 
is is still work and it is still like valid to take time to acknowledge it and work through it. I feel like the cool thing too, because I can definitely vouch for feeling similar things in the recent past Mm -hmm. and to be on the other side of it and saying like, whoa, I really did learn that thing. Right. And I know how to manage this better now. And it's not, I'm like, part of me is like, am I, do I really know how I'm, how to do this right? Or am I still just like thinking I'm doing it right? Right. Right. But it's like, that's part of the process too, where you say, okay, I know how to manage this appropriately so that I don't find myself in like the the emotional pit. You at least have a ladder out now. Right. And I think the like, again, like with the acknowledgement and, and working on it and then the reflection process, like you talk about, like when you go back and actually look at it after you're feeling better. And again, this work is not easy. The reflection process is not easy, but all totally worth it to help the people around you better understand where you're at, but then also help yourself um, kind of work through it in a different way maybe the following time. Because yeah. it will happen again. It always does, but yeah. it's good stuff. <laughs> Fun uh, things to note. <laughs> just stuff we're going through. Um, what is inspiring you this week, Brown? I have been diving into some podcast courses on the internet. Ooh, look at you and your continuing ed. This is <laughs> this is my version of uh, grad school. That's good. <laughs> Whatever anybody needs to feel successful works for me. So I signed up for this uh, little program and even paid a few dollars for it. It's not available anymore, so oh. I won't shout it out because... <laughs> It's over now. Wait for 2019. It's not Seth Godin's, is it? No. Because he just put something out as well about podcasting. So I have, um, I took a couple courses thus far from School of Podcasting and downloaded a few e-books from, um, from a couple folks. And it just is really nice to be able to say like, this is a thing that I'm excited about and Mm -hmm. want to grow and pull out tips and tricks that will actually make more of what we're doing effective effective, strategic and just kind of fine-tune this magic and the experience and the community we're building together and so it's it's exciting to have something that's like okay i know that we need to do x y and z things Mm -hmm. and pulling out the actual resources and not just like winging it yeah winging it yeah when there's no need to yeah you know that's great that's really great. I'm excited to hear about what you learn. <laughs> yeah. So it's still, I'm finding the little pockets of an hour here and an hour. Because that's the other thing. It's like, it definitely gives me some perspective into what you're experiencing, where it's like having the time to, you know, take a class. Because a lot of these are like, you have to go through an e-course and sit there mm. for like little 20-minute sessions. It reminds me a lot of uh, the way they're structured or similar to the HubSpot Academy course right, I took right, right. Um, back in May. And so it's it's definitely uh, an interesting and fun challenge, mm-hmm. but it's making my brain work in a, a new way. So I love it. That's good. And I think you're right. The finding of the time, thankfully, like someone tells me where to be and when, and that's part of the success that you find with grad school is like, you don't have the option to not show up. And so I felt like that when I was trying to do the social media HubSpot Academy, it's like, you have to be 
more discipline than you're probably Mm -hmm. used to being when it comes to the continuing ed if it's on your own time at your own pace but it's I mean you're super disciplined as a person so I'm sure you're on top of it as always yeah Um, I made a note of all the things that I want to like a list and category of like what I want to start with because if I don't finish it out it's like at least I did the things that like work were worth it (laughs) yeah absolutely and I feel like the extra incentive to do something with it is because you paid some dollars for it too that always like helps kick kick things into high gear for sure so that's good what's inspiring you Lizzo has a new song out and if you don't know who Lizzo is I encourage you to go find her at Lizzo Beating on um, Instagram but her new song and and this is like a much deserved mainstream hit although I really like a lot of her music that has not gone as much mainstream but what's on the radios right now is a song called Juice and there's one lyric that just like gives me all of the fire in my being and it's if I'm shiny everybody gonna shine yeah I'm gold and I like sway to it when it's on and I sing it in my head because I think it goes back to shine theory you shine I shine I shine you shine and just like spreading all of that love and joy throughout all of your people and all of your teammates and like just your whole crew and so I'm just so into this song right now it's upbeat it's awesome it's on my workout playlist now and I just am so glad that she's getting like all of this mainstream love and if you don't know as much about Lizzo she was just she's actually getting a, a fair amount of like press play too so she was on the cover of Allure um recently I think it just went live like today and then she had an article in the cut probably like a month ago that I thought was awesome and it goes into her background and how she got to where she is and all these awesome things but that song specifically is giving me life Sometimes all you need is an anthem for oh. the season of what you're experiencing. I just drown out everything with that song. And I'll be on the treadmill and I'm just like, uh, get it, yeah. And like that along with my other like pop music female lady people just killing it. I It makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. I love it. Juice by Lizzo. Check it Download out. it. Get it. All right, Brown. What are we talking about today? Give it to me straight. So if you are looking to try something new and different with your friends, we have an idea. (gasps) We love new ideas. What about starting a supper club? Hold for applause. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to talk through some super fun ideas, inspiration, how to create the experience, and also like maybe just... How we're fulfilled. Wow. Speaking is hard. It's okay. It'll It'll happen. (laughs) Ways that we're fulfilled by some of the food-based gatherings that we have with our friends. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely uh, for the food-loving folks out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully you're all signed up for this because Mm -hmm. it's coming after right now. Yeah. And we're excited to talk about it. This is such a fun topic because it's something that I feel like I've somewhat taken for granted for the last, like, five or six years. But understanding, like, its power because it's coming at connection in a totally different way. And when it involves food, it's always living at the top of my list. And it was fun to think about this, I think, because not only because of the um, topic 
itself, but all of the different ways that we're participating in something like this right now without necessarily like thinking of it in that way. And so hopefully if you're not doing something like this informally or formally with like friends, this is like a a good way to get a sneak peek at what it might look like and know that it is an accessible way to like start a mini club and figure out how to connect with people in a different way and know that you don't need to be like a top chef to make it happen. Yeah, you make it your own based on your interests. For sure, for sure. All right, let's speak it, Queens. I feel like the supper club inspiration really comes from us looking at friend gatherings a little bit differently because for a very long time, A lot of it was like, it's 5 p.m., we're excited, let's hit happy hour. And then it was like, okay, at a certain point, you're like, we've done, we've experienced happy hour. All the places, yeah. We've done all the things, and as you age, you realize there are things that interest you maybe a little bit differently. And so I think incorporating a supper club experience or some kind of food-related gathering for friends can help make certain experiences a little bit more intimate for you. Oh, for sure. I think it goes back to the things that I really like to think about when it comes to food with Sombra Mesa and with Fika. I'm just like, oh, it's just this nice intimate gathering, but there is always food there or food within the practice. And it does have this really great way of bringing people together. And I love it. I love it. And so I think to give you guys, gals... People. Folks. <laughs> really trying. <laughs> it's been a long day. No, know that that effort is there. <laughs> um, to think about a theme is like thinking about the things that matter to you. So mm-hmm. it could be a cookbook club. One that I have explored and tried is international restaurant circulation. I love that one. Yeah. That so fun. an international supper club is great because it allows you to um, visit local businesses that you may not necessarily think to go to on a regular basis, but saying like, I haven't had Indian food in a while, or I haven't tried Thai food, or there's a bunch of places that have pho. Let's have a pho or pho, sorry, uh, pho restaurant series mm-hmm. and like just bring your friends together to try a bunch of new restaurants. And I feel like, so it kind of takes the place of the fun happy hour experience and adding another layer of awesome to it. For sure. Um, one that we love is a wine and cheese pairing. Yes. As evidenced in a lot of past uh, updates, <laughs> photos on our Instagram. <laughs> No big deal. Um, And this is fun, too, because you can take into it a little bit more deeply that level of education, too, of, like, what pairs well with each other and Mm -hmm. um, thinking about actually learning a little bit more about the wines that you're drinking and being at that elevated space in your world uh, of, like, having enough money to maybe try a couple different styles or, like, compare and contrast different price points. And so... At least that's how I've approached it a little bit is like, Mm -hmm. what does this Bordeaux taste like compared to this one? Um, And I think that that's like just a fun exploratory way to take friend experiences to another level. Yeah. Another one I haven't done but think this is such a fun idea is uh, progressive dinner. (laughs) I read this. I'm going to let you explain it. But like I instantly went to a very specific place that I will 
let you go and then I'll share. Okay. <laughs> so you start with appetizers at one person's house. And this is helpful if you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, like I think about the cul-de-sac vibe where yes. like I never had that, but I saw this stuff on TV and I was like, this is why I want to live in a neighborhood and like have friends down the street from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you start with appetizers at one house, walk down to your other friend's house for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then at the last house you do dessert or, you know, maybe cocktails at the, the last spot. It's such a good idea. And I did live in a cul-de-sac, and my parents did do this. Stop! <laughs> yes! And it, and it is, it it does check all the boxes of your wildest dreams. I mean, it is really, I've, I've heard it's a great way to be able to not put all of the hosting onus on one person. So, like, everybody has to clean their house, not just one person. And it is kind of fun to, like, keep the party moving a bit. Mm-hmm. My parents did participate in, I think, a handful of these because we didn't have, like, the super tight-knit neighborhood, but they were, like, close enough. And it was, like, a fun block party style of things. And I remember being little, and they were still in the neighborhood, so we didn't necessarily, like, need a babysitter. But I remember them leaving me, like, where are you going? They're like, we're just across the street. And I'm like... That's weird. And, like, rem- I, like, have a picture in my mind of them walking out of my home to, like, go and visit other people's homes. We we did not host. And that was okay with me because I oh. like to I liked to have my space. Um, but I think that and, this but is... But kids were not allowed. No. Okay. N- no. So yeah. I, I... And I agree, agree with that. <laughs> you know. I think that... that it, because moving kids from place to place also is, like, an added thing i didn't think about that until yeah. you said that, that feel, like you have to rebundle the children if it's winter and you have to like reshoe them no matter what time of year it is or what would be cool is if like one house corralled the babysitter and yes, like all the that, kids stayed in one location that's a great idea that is the way to kind of like tie this up with a bow yeah. but that one's fun and i agree with you i think even because like where i think where i live it could be done because i'm in a building mm-hmm. and so it almost like might be really interesting if you do live in like a complex of some kind too. Even if like if you're in a house, that's great and that works perfectly. But I've never thought about it in the sense of like doing it in within an apartment complex too. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about other options in addition to those, I you know I've been like on the YouTube thing with Doug it's and amazing. like watching all of the Bon Appetit and all that stuff but like almost a riff on a cookbook club and doing it where like where else are we getting our fun recipe ideas I know we Ooh, trade yeah. like blog recipes YouTube videos magazines like switching it up maybe to places that you're not you're not going as often for your recipes or you're going all the time and you're like let me do all smitten kitchen recipes although I know she has a cookbook like it'd be fun to scour her her blog and see what we might be able to like put together from that so just a twist yeah and I know um a couple people have recently shared with me that they've done recipe swaps so it's like you're actually you make the food and then you have an actual print out for everybody that they can take or like if you want to keep it digital uh you can compile a google doc or something where i think that's a good idea because we have a tendency to share via text and then i feel like they get lost in my text and i've forgotten how good they were until like we text again i'm like or until you remember this i was obsessed with that one mac and cheese recipe that said have has where did i put that link yes i think that that shared google doc is a fun idea 
The other one that I think about is the highlight on beer. So like, you know, you talk about wine and cheese pairings, what can beer pair with and kind of making that like the central, um, the central theme to what you're doing and, and finding your expert beer person. But again, like with wine, because we're like trial and erroring with wine sometimes, like you said, like with different price points, different like regions and mm-hmm. all of those things. I think we can probably do the same thing with beer and see how they might pair with different foods too. Totally. For sure. So the options are limitless. Yes. But I think the next step is actually making it happen. This is the hardest part that... Uh, is actually pretty easy to do. <laughs> it's like, it's the thing that no one does, but you shocked. need to have the point person or the planner or the instigator Always. to say, here's the date. Mm-hmm. It is set. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there's also the commitment to like, don't overdo it. Don't make it a weekly thing. Because yeah. again, I feel like the one thing that's changed as we've gotten older into now late 20s early 30s vibe with our group of friends especially is we now probably hang out intentionally once a month yeah which is crazy to think about yeah because it it literally used to be like what are you up to want to go out i'm hungry like we used to go out for dinner all the time like i don't know how i have any money i know (laughs) i think that's why i have so much more money now Because we're hitting our savings goals. Yeah, because I'm not going out to eat all the time anymore. But yeah, I think that keeping it, and again, like you said, that commitment is much easier to make. And we're all busy or tired. (laughs) And not like busy in the sense of like, oh, I'm so busy, but actually a lot going on Mm -hmm. between like life changes and for me, school, <laughs> like other commitments. I feel like a lot of like nonprofit things are now on our plates mm-hmm. and we're really committed to doing different activities in different ways. So like locking in a date early enough where everybody can make it becomes priority number one. Yeah. And I think it's helpful too that at the, you set the date for the initial one and then you make it a point to either in the follow-up text or, you know, however you're communicating, Facebook event, or perhaps a, uh, you know, email chain, sure. depending on how you're communicating about all of this. <laughs> but set the date and then plan for the next one. Yes. And unless it's an emergency, don't break it. Don't Yeah, like <laughs> this is commit to it and like know that the, these are days that like, okay, Thursdays are great for me because I normally don't have any conflicts whatsoever. Right. And that is really helpful too. Additionally, keep it intimate. Mm -hmm. This is an experience where less is more. Mm -hmm. I think what is really beautiful about this is that it does give you a chance to focus on that bonding time with friends. And a thing that does change after as time goes on, especially with like thinking about how friendships change, um, you really end up taking more time with the people that like fill you up with energy and excitement and just different interests and they're I think it's pretty common too to have like different friends for different things yeah and so you can establish this with like your food loving friends and figure out a way to make this time something that's special for you and have it be a reason and an exciting time for you to get together Yeah. And I think, you know, when there are too many people, you can't catch up with everybody. And that 
like shakes me a little bit you know like when you go to a thing and obviously it ends up feeling like networky yeah and a, a central part of this is obviously food but of some kind but i also think like you should also think of this as a somewhat of a book club or any other like activity that you're doing together to bond with the people around you and get to know them better whether they be lifelong friends or like a new group that you're like trying to establish if you leave there just being like I'm super full but I didn't talk to anybody like then I feel like it's not mission accomplished with what we're talking about specifically with this type of supper club so I agree I think that when you keep it small it gives you a chance to like really connect with one person at a time because we find that you know you're having a side conversation with one one person to get caught up on everything that they've been doing and then you switch gears you talk to somebody else Mm -hmm. but you really have a chance to not only learn and listen about the people around you but share yourself and share what you're going through what you've got going on all the exciting things in your own life too make sure that you are additionally communicating about what is happening Mm -hmm. uh if you were planning recipes don't double up Make sure that if people are covering one thing or the other thing, it's all set. I feel like this happens more times, like thinking about this specifically, I think this happens more often than we'd like to think it does. Mm -hmm. But you know, like if I'm in a crunch, I'm going pasta route real quick. And if it's winter, I'm going soup route. And so putting that out there so you don't have like six butternut squash soups (laughs) is just a good way to like cover your bases in my mind. Even if it's like different types of squash, at least they're not all soup related. Um, The last thing I think in the how to make it happen category is to keep it simple, not just like keep it intimate, but also one of the things, and I think I've shared this before, one of the things I love about the wine night that we do is I can be in sweats and feel welcome and comfortable mm-hmm. in someone's home. Like, I feel like I belong there. I feel like there is a sense of belonging and inclusion there. Um, and, like, sometimes it's fun to make it fancy, but I think keeping things fairly casual takes the pressure off because for me, I'm already cooking food, which feels like a 10. I don't want to also think about looking presentable to the people around me. (laughs) Just personal feel, personal feel. I agree with that. Uh, I'm fully in that boat. And again, this is in the realm of self-care. Yes. Oh yeah. And you don't want to put, and again, like whatever makes you comfortable, but for me, not having to like throw on a nice outfit on top of and it goes along the same lines of, like, the conversations that you're having. You don't want it to feel networky and feel like yeah. I'm, like, real tensed up trying to make an impression on someone. Right. You want it to be comfortable. But there is time and a place where you could also alternatively be like, we don't dress up enough. Mm. So a fancy night out to explore, like, cocktail bars with your girlfriends could also be a great option. Absolutely. But in our case, we definitely go the uh, cozy route because <laughs> that's just who we are. That's how we roll. How um, we but roll. the option's out there mm-hmm. because this is for you and your friends and the people that matter to you. Absolutely. Because it is nice. Like we just did a birthday dinner with a bunch of friends and it was like we knew it was going to be nice and intimate and like cozy. But we were going out and we all like wanted to, you know, put put our best face forward, I think, to some degree. That's I wore sure. a heel, which isn't usual. Um, and it was nice. It was a nice change. Um, And then I think we should chat about 
some of the things that we've started and established with our friends. Yeah. Um, so one that we do, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, is what we've now dubbed Wine Night with um, a so couple. So original. <laughs> with a couple of our girlfriends. And this is just like a fun get together with how many people? Five total. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's like the max number of people that you should allow in these types of experiences. I would agree. Um, and we do... Each of us brings a wine and then an, a dish that we that kind of like puts us outside our comfort zone a little bit. Um, but sometimes it's also like, here's my favorite soup, or like yeah. I brought cheese and charcuterie, guys. <laughs> How, that's what I had today. I feel like everybody rotates that alternative. They're like, I really just didn't have time. This is what I brought, and you're still welcome. We mm-hmm. still love you, and we will still eat your cheese. <laughs> yeah, but we the specific piece of it that makes it fun is that we're doing the compliment and yeah. like it's gotten to a point too where we're like ooh which one's the best pairing of yes. the roundup that we've provided and so it's fun just to be able to say like this is fun casual time for us to get together but having an intention around it just makes it more fulfilling mm-hmm. and especially with a specific group of girls that we don't get to see all that time mm-hmm. all the time that it's nice to say like this is our once a month gathering where we're like everyone is in it and fully focused on like catching up and spending time with each other yeah and it's just nice i mean the last time we did this i made bread that tasted like eggs and it's nice that people that you love can be like i don't know why this tastes weird but it does (laughs) and then also being like how do we make this better right like what can we do with this what like asking yourself what happened Mm -hmm. how did we get here trial and error yes exact oh i have been there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes but it's nice to be in a group of people that like will be honest with you and not hurtful in any way but it's like i feel like this tastes weird do you think this tastes weird and everyone's like it tastes a little off yeah let's figure out what went wrong here and like the other thing that's really funny about it too is like i know that i'll come at it with like especially challenging recipes but like I'm like, it's wine night. Of course I'm making a souffle. Right. (laughs) Forgot you did that one time. I still am shocked. Didn't it work, It worked. And they were good. That was yummy. Yeah. That was a fun challenge for you. I enjoyed it. (laughs) After the fact, I was like, why why was this like my, ooh, I'm going to do this? I think sometimes you just get on a roll and you're like, I I committed. Yeah. (laughs) So you have all the ingredients and. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the majority of the time that I'm picking recipes, it's like, what am I craving right now? Yes. It's usually bread and cheese related recipes. And don't feel like you have to always double a recipe. (laughs) When you have everybody bringing a dish to pass, I have more times than I'd like to admit doubled a non-double, like doubled a recipe unnecessarily. Because I just have a tendency to overdo it. And that just turns out. Like, it's not like it's bad. It just didn't turn out good. <laughs> because now there's, like, so much left over. I just remember your uh, butternut squash mac. Yeah. That literally weighed. It was really like, heavy. 10 pounds yeah. in the casserole dish. It was. And that was a step outside my comfort zone as well. I remember that was the night that, like, the guys came, too. Yeah. And Doug was carrying it. And he's like, I'm about to, like, break an arm here. <laughs> and... In terms of just, like, lesson to take from that experience for everyone else is know that everybody else is bringing something. So, like, everybody's getting a bite, five bites of something or four bites of something. That's a full meal. So you don't have to double it or, like, bring an appetizer size portion of things. Yeah. 
I always forget that, right? Where it counts. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. I think also annual things are fun. We have an annual Galentine's gathering with our core lady of group, lady mm-hmm. group, um, and we go to a specific restaurant every year. And at this point now, because we're all so sad and lame and stay home all the time. Yeah. It's the only time that we go out to this restaurant. I know. Together. <laughs> it's so sad. And it's like a winter classic place too, because mm-hmm. it's so cozy and the food is so good. But yeah, you're right. That's really that's really it for the year. Yeah. <laughs> but I think theming it around a holiday, um, one thing that we're we've been toying with from a, a lady group hang as well from a supper club is like going and having our birthday celebrations for each of our friends mm. at like doing a lunch out and all of us taking the day and treating ourselves to a special lunch and then a spa day. I think that's awesome. So it doesn't just have to be food. Yeah. So we're making that the new theme. I like it. Um, another thing that I do with a couple ladies that I don't get to see all that often is a specific gathering around oysters and champagne. Nope. <laughs> You're like hard pass. I am okay with not being invited to that one. <laughs> and so that's another fun theme of like, let's try the oyster spots around town. Um, this is something that only a few of us like, but it's really great for the this core group of girls to get together and chat about stuff that we don't get to talk about all that often and have it be focused around a food that we all really love. Really, really enjoy. Yeah. Like, going back to the annual piece, we also do a brunch date on New Year's Day. And we've been doing that for probably the last, like, handful of years, five-ish years. And that one's fun, too, because it's, again, something a little different. You're cozy cos. It's New Year's Day. so And I think because we've also interestingly transitioned to not always having the same plans for New Year New Year's Eve at this point, our New Year's Day is, like, a nice fun time before it was like reflecting on all of our fun choices that we made the night before and now it's like a just a let's start the year right with the people we love and sharing bagels and sharing and our friend makes this awesome like strata-esque dish Mm -hmm. and it's just so yummy and cozy and then we call it and go home and like veg a little bit um great but it's a great way to honestly start the year which feels sappy but is true i Uh, think you could also wrap a friend hang around um, food plus a television show that you all watch. Yes. Also a great idea in terms of theme options. That just came to to my brain as we were talking about that. That's actually very true. I mean, and that's what we do around award shows usually too. It's like a cheese and wine award show night, which is always fun. One thing that I love, and I hope I'm not spilling family secrets here, but a very close friend of mine who I've been friends with for, gosh, a really long time now, they do something called happy hour. And I wrote this down and I was like, it's not regular happy hour. It's super special and awesome happy hour. But it was introduced to me by my friend and her family. And it really honestly makes me feel like part of her family when we're able to do it together. And it's all like apps and good drinks. And it's usually in warm weather. But it's like, it's so fun because I think like with anything, when you get close to someone, get closer to their family, they have like things that make their family special Mm -hmm. and unique and like make you want to be part of it with them. And that's happy hour for my friend and her family. So it's one of the things that we always look so forward to when we're all getting together. Like, oh, are we going to do happy hour? What's everybody bringing to happy hour? We did it for her bachelorette party with her sisters there before everybody else got there. And it was just like, 
it's it just makes you feel like warm inside. It's what I think of when I think of Sombra Mesa and like that intentional time together over really good food and understanding like how all of that works together to create a really fun intimate environment. Um, but you know, it's like, you've got lawn games, you've got good appetizers. It's always an appetizer thing. No, like soup. Cause we know we're going to eat in like three hours, um, and all of the beverages. So like we share beers or we do wine. Um, but I think of it so fondly because it's one of my absolute favorite things. So that's another option too. If you want to steal that family secret. <laughs> I love that. And I think what makes this experience as special as it is and the reason why we want to talk about it in the way that we are is that it's like creating traditions and experiences with people that matter to you but in a small intimate setting so that you can capture something unique and dig deeper and actually listen to each other and have a conversation and not just be like hey what's up how are things things are good good to see you moving on busy bye it's like getting to the deep real stuff about what people care about and thinking about like what matters it's connection it's this bonding opportunity and being able to spend quality time with each other and quite literally break bread. Yeah. And it's just, for me, I think in addition, because I I crave connection, these are like my favorite experiences is when I get to do things like this with people I love and care about. And to know that not only do I get to do this, but I also get to like stretch a little bit in the process by making something, which is, as we all know, like not a comfort zone for me. But we started doing wine night when we first met, or I was invited to wine night when we first met. Mm -hmm. And I felt very like, I was like, oh my God, I went to Wegmans. I got like the most expensive like bake case item. And then I get there, I'm like, oh, you all cook. This is interesting to me. But I remember we started that like, what, eight years ago? Mm -hmm. Or I I was invited eight years ago. That was the start of our friendship. It really was. It really was the start of our friendship. And like, Every month that has been a part of my life for that length of time, for the most part. And I so value it because I think about the person that went to the Wegmans bake case and bought a really expensive, like, pastry of some kind to, like, show up with. It was a last minute thing. I was like, oh, they won't care. And then now to really learning how to challenge myself around a supportive environment. Um, I think for me, that is always super exciting and fun. And it makes me feel really, really good in addition to the conversations that we have. And that's just one of them. But I think about like happy hour, I think of brunch, I think of Galentine's. Like, these are some of my favorite things that I get to do on a monthly or on a yearly or on a like an every so often basis. And it just makes you feel good. Yeah. And there are lots of ways to do it. There are. And I think what will be exciting is hearing from you all about the things that you do to connect with your friends and what those experiences are like and how you set them apart from just the casual, like, let's meet for drinks, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's more to it than that. (laughs) Yeah. So stuff to stuff to start. It's more like this is like an inspiration Mm -hmm. conversation. Absolutely. Shall we break? Let's break. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening this week. You can follow us on Instagram at queen underscore speaking to continue the conversation. And you can find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week. week.